0: Our friends at SmartPack pack are on a mission a mission to help support even more healthy horses and happy riders and that is why they carry absolutely everything that you need from brands that you know and love to smart pack exclusive supplements like their full family of SmartFlex joint supplements to all of the tack essentials for your horse plus they stand by all of their products with their 100 percent happiness guarantee Visit smartpack.com or find them on Instagram at smartpack to discover how they can help support your equestrian journey. Have a great ride. You're listening to the USEA official podcast, which takes you behind the scenes of eventing, covering all the big events, professional tips and tricks, interviews, special guests, and the latest USEA eventing news. USA official podcast and listeners it is all systems go for the pan-american games which are taking place in chile in just a couple of weeks time less than a couple of weeks time actually by the time this podcast is released uh, and we have got a very special guest on the show to talk all things pan-ams all things preparation a lady making her senior championship debut for team usa sharon white a very very warm welcome to the show uh, thank
1: you so much, Nicole, for having me on. It's an absolute honour and pleasure.
0: It is our pleasure to have you on. And we're looking forward to picking your brains about how your year has gone, which is obviously very well, and what the feeling is like building up to the Pan American Games. But first of all, I kind of wanted to touch upon that sort of first senior championship call-up. Uh, because you've been reserved, actually, for the World Equestrian Games, I think, back in Tron in 2018. But this is your first championships as such. Take us back to the moment that you found out you would be one of the four in the squad heading to Chile.
1: It's very special to me. This has been a lifetime of working towards something um, and it's it's a very um, satisfying feeling. So it's it really means a lot to me. Um, I'm really proud of this horse and um, I was actually teaching a clinic up in Canada when Bobby called me and He actually called me directly, and I thought, oh, no, he's called me directly (laughs) because because he doesn't want to disappoint me. He doesn't want me to give up totally and whatnot. And um, so it was really special when he said, you are going to be one of the team. And it, it feels right. It feels good. And it means there's no words to describe the feeling.
0: So, what did you do? Did you have to go back to teaching your clinics? Obviously, it would have still been very quiet and under the radar at that point, wouldn't it?
1: It was very quiet. I wasn't allowed to tell anybody about all of a sudden. it was it was actually at the very end of um i was had literally just finished my last set. um well, he had actually called a little bit before that, and I called him back when I was done. so um, and then I was so overexcited, and I travel a lot. so I'm very experienced traveler but I think I was so excited and you don't even realize what it does to you so I actually left like I left my iPad in security in the, the <laughs> Toronto airport and, you know things I would just never do because I'm fairly organized and whatnot and I was like wow that's so interesting <laughs> So it's um, it's
0: amazing and I think it is one of those moments as well that what you want to do is, is tell people and kind of yes. share it and actually the yes. fact that you're sort of bottling up that that excitement is just makes it even more sort of um yeah even more unbelievable to to an extent um the the US team for the Pan American Games actually this year were announced pretty early you've had a couple of months to kind of get your head around it and actually to really tailor your preparation for the games over the last few weeks how influential has that been for you
1: oh i think that has been actually huge and i'm so grateful that they named the team so early um, for exactly what I was just talking about. I, so there's the initial moment of excitement and, you know, you do silly things that you don't realize you're doing. And then there's the moment of pressure and stress that you put on yourself. It's nothing, it's no different. It's just, it you put it on yourself. Um, so I went through a period of, Oh no, it's all going wrong. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> like, and for the same reason you know that i left the ipad in the airport you're just there's so much energy or or whatnot that you you sort of don't realize intellectually you're like i'm fine of course i'm fine right but yeah. you yeah know, the, the world is a funny place right so all of that energy horses really read so um i will say um i had a moment of like i went to the aecs after that and i had this stupidest run out at the end of the course. And that was pressure of the Pan Am teams, I believe, right? Like I think that it was a momentary lack of focus or too much focus or, you know, if you knew you would just fix it. So I am so glad that it was announced early so I could get that out of the, my system. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So get, it, get it out of the system and then realize, oh, actually, you know, and then realize actually what was going on. And then, you know, basically get your get your sugar together right <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> so what what have you done differently or have you just actually reminded yourself to go back I, to your system I
1: nothing different I've just reminded myself you know and it's you know just been like no no you got here for a reason you don't need to all of a sudden do 18 million more things right which is um you know what you you think oh my gosh I've got a You know, do all these things. It's actually no, you don't. (laughs) So take a breath, calm down, right, and realize that you know you got you got there for a reason. Your path is good. Stay the course. Stay the course. And that's uh, you know I think anyone who does this sport is a serious overachiever and type A personality. Otherwise, you wouldn't do this sport. It's too labor intensive. So to keep yourself on the straight and narrow is, you know, it'd be much easier to do more and more and more, right? Like that's, you know, there's no one in the sport who doesn't want to do more and more and more. Right. And, and, you know, and that doesn't necessarily work with horses because they're like, you know, (laughs) what is all of this?
0: You coach a lot of different riders, don't you? All the way through to the very upper levels. And it's something you're massively passionate about. So how has your coaching I was actually going to ask um, kind of how has it impacted your competition goals and kind of where you want to be at the very top of the sport yourself. But actually, I feel like this is quite relevant because it's almost like you've been telling yourself what you would tell your students over the last sort of few weeks.
1: That is so funny that you said that because I, you know, it is so easy to do for someone else, right? Like it's so, it's just so clear. It's so easy. It's of course, to me, it's just a, it's a, there's no thought to it. There's no, right. Like horses go the way they're ridden. They go the way they're dealt with. You have to stay. you know, you have to stay true to you. And it's, it's just so simple to see, but when it's you, it's it's so hard to do that for yourself. So I keep reminding myself, I'm like, Sharon, just like, what would you tell somebody else and why don't you try doing that for yourself? All right. And that's um, it's, it's, it sounds so simple but man it's hard to do for yourself. It's hard to hard to read the label when you're inside the box. So that um,
0: that is a very good expression. I would be great at giving other people life advice and then at myself I'm like, okay, I really need I to listen. Listen, that that was that was decent what I told them." Um yeah
1: so fascinating to me. I absolutely love it. So the whole journey has been just, it's, it's really interesting to experience all of this. And then you do understand then why, you know, like it's a different sort of pressure that you have to learn how to cope with. And I think anyone who makes their team, you know, their debut or whatnot, you see it all the time, right? It doesn't go quite right. It it is the the pressure of that, even though you can tell yourself, like, I'm not putting any extra pressure on. This should be something very simple. This competition should actually, you know... Uh, you're fully prepared and ready. You shouldn't think twice about it. Uh, yet it's really hard not to.
0: <laughs> it it is the the pressure cooker of it as well. And and I think actually the pressure be, breeds pressure to a degree. When you're in that sort of environment, it you become very accustomed to to dealing with it. But actually, you know, you put yourselves in positions that actually you. Um, have very high expectations as well. Um, Klaus 63, the horse that you are taking to the Pan American Games, tell us a little bit about him. How did you find him and when did he first come into your bomb?
1: Uh He came um, at the end of his five-year-old year and uh, uh, he was sourced by my good friend in Germany, Dirk Schroder. And I am so grateful for him for, for putting him in my life. And he's a very interesting horse, right? He is such an athlete and he's such a competitor. He loves doing his job, right? He gets, um, he is, he tries so hard and that's the hardest thing with him is he's very much a mental ride, right? Physically, it, you know, but he could do this all day long, right? Physically, he is an unreal athlete. Right? He's just very, trainable physically and um he finds the job just so unbelievably easy. And so then mentally it's difficult because he entertains himself. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> if this job were so if you actually had to pay attention to what you were doing, right? You would be so much easier to ride. <laughs> but he doesn't really have to pay attention. You know, he can run fast, jump high, do all of the things not really thinking about it. <laughs> so he is Um, He's very aware of his surroundings and just keeping him focused, you know, training him to stay with me and mentally stay relaxed. And he's a horse. If he makes a mistake, it really upsets him. Right. He's he's. You know, he makes assumptions all over the shop, which I love, right? I think horses do that. And I absolutely appreciate that in them, you know, like in your dressage test, they assume, right. Oh, now we're going to camp around and halt or, you know, or whatnot. And then so to keep them actually not making assumptions and with you for him, that's the hardest thing for me with him is just keeping him focused and yet relaxed on what he's doing. Um, He's, you know, it's just very emotional.
0: So, how has your year gone with him? Because obviously, there's been some cracking results in there as well. He had a great four star short win earlier this year. He was top 10 at try on in the four star long format earlier on this season as well. So, he's pretty established at that four star level now. He is. What, at what point did the Pan American Games dream sort of really start to kick into top notch?
1: Um, it's so- I've been thinking about all year. It's, it's really, uh, it's been my goal for the year. I really wanted him to, to do that. I think it's, it's perfect in where he's at in his competitive career. I think it's a great opportunity um, again for his mental training to have the pressure of a, a championships and a senior championships, but yeah, the cross country as a three-star level. So I can really work his focus and his rideability and his training in a situation that really matters. And that's I think that's ideal for him right now and his future career.
0: I think that's a really interesting point because actually there's so much coming on in the next few years. He's only 11 as well, so yep. there's still plenty yep. plenty to bring for him too. Um,
1: yeah.
0: How was the final mandatory team outing for you? Because actually... Of every combination that went sort of had different goals and Bobby Costello and the team were very kind of clear in in so much as you should all go and sort of complete as you would going into a big competition so whatever you needed to do do it that was absolutely fine yes. but actually he won the final team outing as well which is always a nice feeling I'm sure to kind of have that good <laughs> confidence building check
1: everything's yeah. on the right track. No it's so interesting I find it's again it's all related right there was absolutely no pressure to go fast or anything except obviously there's pressure because it's the mandatory outing, right? So there's a, you know, there's nothing's given until you're actually, you know, nothing's a sure thing until we're actually in Chile and cantering down the center line, right? You're, you're not there till you're there. So there was the pressure of that at the mandatory outing, but it was so nice to know that you could do, what your horse needed. Um, So my goal was just to, you know, do obviously with the dressage, you're always working. You always want to do well there. That's a, that's a given Um, with Klaus. Again, mentally, it's just keeping him relaxed in the arena. And I was really working on that. And I thought he was really good about that. Um, Show jumping, same with the dressage. You always just want to jump cleanly and well. And he was very, very good in the show jumping. And then cross country, I went slowly um, just to let him have a nice little canter around. And at the end of the day to end up, you know, winning was just an added bonus. But I thought all of the team horses looked amazing. Um, It's such a good group. You know, I'm really excited about my teammates and the horses. And it was just a great outing for everybody.
0: How's the team spirit feeling?
1: Oh, I think it's excellent. I think everyone, it's a very competitive group, right? So that's really fun,
0: right? Like that's, that's a really
1: fun thing. And and everyone's very focused on um, what, you know, they, we each have our own plans and it's wonderful because, you know, we, we know that about each other. Everyone lets everyone do their own thing because everyone's been successful on their own path getting here. And I love that, right? And it's just great. Bobby's amazing. The UCF staff is great and Ian's great. And it's just all been, it just seems very smooth and easy so far.
0: What are, because I know Bobby was very keen on uh, sort of having that final mandatory outing and then everybody being able to go away and work about the little things. So both in Arken, um this year and Protoni last year, the, the US team have sort of finished in second by the tiniest of margins. And so yeah. he, the focus is very much on those little, little margins. What are those little margins for you that are really um, kind of at the the top of your thought process?
1: My half passes in the dressage. Okay. <laughs> I know those so, so little things, right? So, um, uh, you know, normally I'm a little bit haunches leading with my half ha- half passes. So I really worked on that. And in the mandatory heading, I was a little bit uh, shoulders too leading. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> being super literal, uh, it's just that sweet spot in the middle. Um, so it's, it's the little details like that. And then it's not obsessing or, um, or overtraining or whatnot. You know, the, it's, it's, it's really just keeping, you know, my goal right now is to keep the Klaus very much just using his body and through the body and she gets a little tight in his low back. So I, everything I can do, he does, you know, I try and do my yoga with him every day to get him to stretch and just release and relax and um, that really, then those little details are much easier to manage.
0: Do you, so you just mentioned the half passes there, for example, obviously you don't want to drill half passes with him too much. Would you go on to any other horses within your barn and kind of say, right, okay, I'm going to get myself really, really hot on where I want to be here?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And then no different for him and his body. I have physios that come and work on my body that, um, you know, to make sure that I'm in alignment and whatnot, because, you know, things like that, you know, if your horse is a little crooked or struggle with that, you have to look to yourself first, always look to yourself first. So you have to make sure that you're in alignment. I ride a lot of horses, so, you know, just throughout a day, riding so many different horses and whatnot, it does, you know, it it's your body gets, you know, it's wonderful for the body. And also it can make you tight or, you know, you overuse one side a bit and then you don't realize it and all of a sudden you're crooked and you don't realize it. So um, because these are the little tiny details, right? You know, visually, you'd look very straight in the saddle, right? But yet, physically, a really good body worker can tell you, oh, actually, no, right? You're tight here or, you know, um, slightly heavier here, et cetera. And and to me, those are the little details that that Bobby's talking about that very much matter. So I'm trying to be, um, I am very cognizant of that all of the time. I don't mind amping up my own alignment with people who know what they're doing and can help me there. I don't think that hurts at all.
0: I think that was such an important point, though, because so many people will do absolutely anything for their horse. The horses live like kings and queens and physio, teeth, back, whatever they need, they get it. And actually, we so often kind of neglect ourselves in it as well. Oh. And, you know, you go back to your for point, sure. always look to the rider first.
1: Yeah. And the horses go the way they're ridden. So look to yourself first, you know, with, you know, good, bad, indifferent, whatnot, just cross your teeth and dot your eyes, right? Make sure your body is, is in alignment, um, you know, and you have to make sure you're dealing just, you're dealing with good people just like you would with your horses. Um, But I'm super lucky with the people I have around me. And, and I'm a believer because the horses are very clear about it. They always tell you, right? If you choose to listen.
0: Definitely. Um, going into Chile, uh, one of the the kind of key points is obviously going to be the cross country. It's a slightly different format this year in so much as it is the sort of four-star long championship dressage and show jumping. And then the, the three-star is going to be a three-star championship cross country track. So it's previously the last few years been held predominantly at the three-star levels. So um, it's going to be a bit of a tougher year. Pierre Le Goupil, who is the course designer for the Paris Olympic Games next year in France and who designed this summer's uh, European Championship track and Harada is the course designer for the Pan-American Games as well. I know David O'Connor went out to the Europeans and was kind of feeding back to the team some insights on his track. What was that feedback? What can you tell us that you're sort of looking to expect on the cross-country this year?
1: Well, um, David was, you know, wonderful in his feedback, um, except the course wasn't really set yet. So it was, he could just give us terrain information. And then obviously we've all been watching Pierre's courses. If you watch the Europeans, you know, it definitely, you know, it makes you sit up straight and say, <laughs> right, it a, it's not going to be a walk in the park, that's for sure. So, um, you know, I think I'm expecting, You know, something that will be, it's supposed to be kind of twisty-turny, Klaus is very good at that. So, we've been practicing that, we've been doing that, there's supposed to be things set on three stride distances, so, you know, but at the end of the day, the cross-country course is the cross-country course, Um, it's our job to go and do it. Um, Every designer has their own flair and their own stamp of a course, for sure. Um, but we train our horses to deal with whatever that stamp is, that's your job and you go and do it. And so I think whatever the course is, I'm feeling very prepared and I'm looking forward to seeing it. I'm really looking forward to seeing, you know, what, what, what it's going to be.
0: It's an incredible equestrian center that has long held, um, sort of top level equestrian events and actually fun fact listeners for you because I didn't realize this but I found out on a show that I did on the eventing podcast with Hoy Fonseca who's heading out for Team Brazil that did you know Sharon you might not know this either that the high jump record was actually set at the venue and there's a museum two meters was it two meters 49 or two meters 47 absolutely wow. flipping wow. enormous wow Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, that That is exciting. You know the iconic picture that has the sort of the the kind of black and white rustic rails that has sort of three or four different rails at the top of this horse jumping an enormous fence that is the the world record. I mean, you go to big events now, and the Puissance Wall gets to sort of two meters 20. And this is like yep. another twenty odd centimeters on top of that. It's absolutely huge. Anyway, there we go. Fun facts for everybody on their uh, whatever day you're listening to this show, listeners. Um, Sharon, I'll be heading off to the museum now to go and take a look I at the painting. Defi- I'm so
1: excited about that. Oh, I'm I'm absolutely thrilled about that. I will definitely go check that out. I know what picture you're talking about. It's unreal. So there is, we go. That's so cool.
0: Um, Okay what do the next couple of weeks look like because um, we are actually listeners to put it into context talking the Wednesday before this is going to be released on the Monday of Maryland week so what is kind of in store for you guys over the next couple of weeks building up to when you actually start to travel?
1: Well uh, thankfully I have other horses to ride so I will be competing other horses at Mormon Park this week and then I have horses at Maryland, so other horses there, which will thankfully take all of this energy I have, and I won't focus it all on Klaus, which he <laughs> <so far. laughs> And he's going to—he'll um, go up to Maryland. Um, we have our last mandatory gallop, uh, team gallop, on Tuesday, and then the horses. Ship out on Thursday. We're gonna do some dressage tests Wednesday at Maryland. So that's pretty much set. Um, he just had the mandatory adding this past weekend, so he's had um, you know a couple stretchy days. He's actually gonna do the test ride at Morven. Um, we have amazing footing right now, so he'll do another canter um, this week, and you know, hopefully, you know, it's all um, it's hopefully it's all smooth sailing.
0: What what does the the journey look like for the horses? Where do they, I'm presuming they're flying.
1: They're flying. So um, they'll ship down to Miami. Um, They'll spend a day in Miami and then they fly out midday Saturday, arriving in Chile like at 9 p.m. Saturday evening. Um, I guess it's another hour and a half or so to the venue. So they're going to have a big old travel that you know a couple days um Chile's not close <laughs>
0: so no <it> no
1: but <laughs> I, I didn't I was not 100% positive where Santiago was so when I oh, I'll be honest first time, I was like wow <laughs>
0: <laughs> when I when I said I'm presuming they're flying I thought of course they're flying like they'd have needed to have left weeks ago oh, yeah, um, they're, they're definitely it's, flying it's, it's, yeah it's
1: pretty far down there
0: <laughs>
1: so they'll have a couple intensive travel days but um our team that susan johns is going to be traveling with them which makes me not even like take such a big makes me take such a breath i'm so grateful because she's so good with them and she's so quiet and good around a horse so that's really um really special and max is going to ship down with them to miami which, you know, again, there's just such a wonderful group of people. You know, the horses are going to be dealt with so well. Um, and, you know, I'll meet Klaus in Santiago on the Saturday evening and go from there.
0: The the U.S. team going into the Pan-American Games this year would be very, very strong favourites. I think the Ek Ratings um, Prediction Centre has them at sort of 75% win chance for the team gold, which, is, you know, is a huge, huge favorites chance. Is there a feeling of pressure within the US team that actually you're expected to go out there and deliver? Or how how, is that sort of feeling amongst actually, what is a really exciting time for US eventing at the moment?
1: It is a really exciting time. And it is, um, again, it's just a privilege to be a part of it. Um, I think no matter what your equal ratings is or is not, you put the same pressure on yourself of going out and doing your best, right? Like that's, it's always the goal, Um, you know, specifically, you know, as a team, we haven't actually discussed this at all. So I can't speak for anybody else. But I know that we all want to go out and do our best. And if we do that, we're going to, If you know, if that's the goal, we're going to be, it's so nice to know that you're going to end up with a good result if we all do yeah. our best, like it's going to happen. So that's, uh, you know, that's um, that's exciting. It's,
0: it's one of those things, isn't it, that you kind of have to go back to the basics of you go and you take one step at a time and you do each thing as well as you possibly can do. And that will Absolutely. build up to the end result. Um, because, right. Yeah, yeah. The outside influences are, you know, you, you have to kind of take them in, sure, but focus on yeah, your own yeah, performance. The, um, right.
1: Yeah, right. The- a little bit ignore all of that and just treat it as any other day at the office, Yeah, right? When you treat it differently, that
0: <laughs>
1: weird things happen.
0: Absolutely. Definitely. So, um, yes. Leave, leave the hype to the Echo Ratings team and everything else. Yes. We'll, we'll chat loads about favorites and who's going to do and well. All and all those things. Of it.
1: And and, I will exactly. be blissfully unaware.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Doing your yoga, Sharon. Doing exactly. some stretches. yeah, some thinking like living your half passes in your head. That's all, exactly. you, need to, all you need to focus on. Um, look, it is a huge, huge couple of weeks for you and the team. Very, very, very best of luck. I know that the whole of US eventing is behind you and we'll be cheering you on. Um, so good luck. And we cannot wait to see how the competition unfolds.
1: Thank you so much. Me too. I can't wait.
0: <laughs> it's, it, do you know what? There's so many tough moments in the sport, aren't there? And there's so many kind of heartbreaking moments and like the roller coaster of emotions. But actually, you've got to enjoy these big moments because that's what you do it for. The, the kind of the build up to to these events and the championships and and everything oh. else. Um, so enjoy it as well. Thank
1: you. It's a, you know, it's a lifetime of of work that uh, goes, you know, towards these things. So it's it's really special. And I did have a really special thing happen this week. Um, Gail and Jennifer Wofford came over and brought uh, me Jimmy's pink coat from, you know, his whole history of riding. And, you know, that pink coat, it just, you know, there's so much in that coat and it's not about the coat at all it's about the journey and the the places you know getting you know getting there and then where it takes you and it's just a really it's really special
0: that's really cool and jimmy was a huge part of your career as well i think both him and your mum would be very very proud
1: Thank you. (laughs) Definitely.
0: Sharon, good luck. Enjoy it. Listeners, I hope you've enjoyed a little insight into the Pan American Games uh, as much as I have. Uh, Keep your ears and eyes peeled over the coming weeks. There's going to be tons of content coming out about it. uh, But best of luck to Sharon and to the rest of the US team. And I think we're going to be catching up with Bobby post Pan American Games as well. So we'll get the absolute lowdown on how the action all unfolded there for you. But for now, thank you as always for tuning in. thanks for listening to the USCA official podcast. If you have any suggestions or feedback, then we would love to hear from you. Get in touch through any of our social media platforms at US Eventing. And don't forget to subscribe on your preferred podcast platform to make sure you don't miss an episode.